there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 9. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death. Wow. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To the present hour, we both hunger. I think now you understand what hunger is as you're fasting. We both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. And we labor working with our hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, spoil our names, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. Now, when you read that verse, it's not very encouraging. Hmm? is not what you came to pray. <laughs> but remember, we are praying verse by verse. And we have to allow the scriptures to speak to us. You see, one of the things I believe many people do is to choose scriptures that make them feel nice. But this one, you can see that even as I was reading, there was no amen. Yeah? Because it is not very encouraging, isn't it? But we are going to pray those verses. Amen. Now, I want to speak on the subject, the stand. The stand. The subtopic is the prize of a calling. The prize of a calling is the subtopic. But I'll not preach. I'll just drop a few things in you and then we pray. Now, you need to know that good things don't just happen. Good things will not just take place in your life. Success, whether in politics or in ministry or in business or whatever you're doing or even in marriage, will not just happen. There has to be a price to be paid. You have to really lay down your life, set aside some comfort, pleasure for you to experience, you know, the next level of whatever you're trying to do. You see, one of the reasons why we fast is because God wants us to come to a place where we say no to our comfort because of the next level. We have to say no to food because of the next level that he wants to take us to. Because if we are comfortable from January to January, there are levels we'll never reach. 
Even spiritually, if you eat from January to January, there are dimensions in the spirit you will never attain. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, he was very serious. Tell your neighbor, he was very, very serious with that statement. You can see that even Jesus, before he stepped into the ministry, he had to sacrifice, he had to say no to food for 40 days. No eating for 40 days. They actually say that if, if you stay for 40 days without food, it is proven, proven scientifically, that if you stay for 40 days without food, the body turns on itself. The body begins now to eat itself because it has exhausted all the reserves in your body. Now, you can see that there is a lot of food in your body that you can actually stay for 39 days without food and the body will make use of all the food you've been eating since you were born. So the more you eat, it's like you're just adding and adding and adding and clogging your, clogging your system. But if you can practice fasting, which is a sacrifice that we have to make, you can see that the body can clear all the toxins from your system and you feel fresher. In fact, some of you are feeling very light, strong. Your mind is sharp and you don't sleep for many hours, isn't it? Even if you try to force and sleep, you're just tossing, rolling in bed because many things that we put into our bodies strain our bodies. So fasting is a sacrifice that prepares you for the next level. And I believe after this period, you're going to move to the next level. Amen. 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 So success, good things, don't just come. You have to pay a price for it. Even the calling of God upon your life, you have to pray, pay a price for it. For you to go to the next level, for you to be effective in the ministry God has, calling you, God has called you in, you must pay a price for it. And here Paul reveals to us the price of his calling. The first thing that we see here is danger. Some would say danger. Paul says, I think God has displayed us as apostles, last, as men condemned to death. Paul was beaten. Paul was stoned. At some point he died. And believers came and surrounded him and he resurrected again. God raised him up from the dead. And you can see that everything that Paul went through, it was because of the abundance of revelations. So he, he was on another level. And the more he was going through all these things, God was lifting him up to very high levels of ministry of understanding of the mysteries of God. That's why you see when you read his letters, sometimes you wonder what he's talking about. He's too deep. He's deeper than the preachers I know who say I am deep. You understand what I'm saying? It's because of what he went through. And you can see that Christianity and death is like Christianity and death are synonymous. When you look at even what we are doing right now, we have killed the flesh. Isn't it true? We have killed the flesh. We have silenced the enzymes. 
We have killed the flesh. It's, it's, it's about sacrifice and it's about, you know, following God. And it looks dangerous. That's why sometimes when you want to fast, you have so many thoughts. Please talk to me. And one of the thoughts is you are thinking you will die. Tell your neighbor, you will not die. <laughs> have you realized even when you're fasting, some of the dreams you have are very scary? How many have dreamt something very interesting during this period? At least one, two. If you have not dreamt, then I don't think you're fasting. Yeah? So there are those thoughts, you know, but it is part of the price of our calling. Amen. Tell your neighbor one more time, you will not die. How many days are we remaining with? Six days. How many days have we done? If we've done 15 days and you've not died, six days is nothing. You can push through. Tell your neighbor one more time, you will not die. Then tell another one, if you die, God will resurrect you. <laughs> so danger is part of the price of our calling. Amen. Number two, Paul talks about mockings. He says, for we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Here he's trying to say that people have laughed and mocked at me because of my faith. They have despised me because of my stand in salvation. They have looked down on me because of professing Jesus to be Lord and Savior of my life. They have made me a laughing stock. Spectacle is simply being made a laughing stock. It's a price that we pay for following Jesus. There are many here who can agree with me that you have been laughed at when you declared that you are a follower of Jesus. You have been mocked at one point or the other when you declared that you are a Christian, you love God, and you're going to church on Sunday. Isn't it true? Yeah. So mockings is part and parcel of our following of Jesus Christ. Number three, he mentions something else that is real that every Christian faces, and that is unexpected results. It's the price of our calling. He says, we are fools for Christ's sake. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. It's a conundrum here. That is looking at the people he ministered to, or he's ministering to, they are strong and he's weak. They are wise and he looks like a fool. There's a place where he says, we are poor, but we make many rich. It's a conundrum. And, and, and sometimes that's how it feels. You can be around somebody, you go to the same church, you are his prayer warrior or prayer partner or intercessor standing with that person in prayer and that person gets blessed and you are not blessed. You pray for someone to get married, they get married, but you are not married. It's a conundrum. 
And sometimes it can be very confusing. It's the price. Tell your neighbor, it's the price. Sometimes we don't receive what we desire. Sometimes we don't get what we desire. Or what we are praying for. It happens. It's it's, It's what Paul went through. He could bless people, but him, he went home. Weak. He could give people courage, and he went home discouraged. I believe God allows this to see our commitment to him. Because his delay is not his denials. So he can delay to see how committed you are to him. Has anybody here had that experience, unexpected results? I mean, what you are praying for, what you are desiring is not what you see. I mean, it's totally different. It's the price. Tell anybody it's the price of your calling. Hallelujah. I mean, me, I'm praying that God give us this land, this go down, this property, and then the answer was different. Yeah, the answer was city council. <laughs> and sunny, sunny, and the earth movers bringing down our sanctuary. What an answer. It's the price. It's the price of your calling. Amen. And I'm glad I went through that because he taught me so many things about God that sometimes his no is the best answer at a particular point in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know, when, when, when you grow in God, you start realizing the reason why some things happened the way they happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Because I'm just imagining, what if we paid the 200 million and then it happened like that? Yeah, 200 million lost completely. And you can't go to the owner and say, okay, bring my money. He said, I sold to you in one piece. You have the title, you have everything. So sometimes no is the best answer for you. It's the price for your calling. Amen. And maybe I could not be having Solomon and his family as my members. I could not be having Macau and his family as my members. I could not be having uh, Grace here. You see, she was leading worship here. God has to say no so that I can have them as members. And I'm telling you, they are wonderful members. Amen. You're not happy that we have new members from Siokimao. Beautiful. And maybe Pastor Dennis could not have moved from his tiny house somewhere to a big house. I mean, it's a blessing. And maybe Pastor Steve could not have bought land. Now he's building here in Siokimao. In April, he'll be getting into his house. I mean, God has a way. His noise is powerful. Yeah. And Omega maybe could not have met his fiance. Yeah. You see? I think Omega, you should see me after this service. Anyway, let's continue. Number, number three or four? Huh? Four. The price of your calling is having nothing. Sometimes you will have nothing. Paul says, through the present hour, we both hunger and thirst. And we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. And we labor, working with our own hands. Ah, we don't like this, but it's in the Bible. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst. No food, no water. 
being reviled. Sorry, which verse are you reading? And we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless and we labor working with our own hands. Sometimes God allows that when we just don't have nothing. It's a price of our calling. You see, one of the ways God will teach you faith is to ensure you have nothing. Because sometimes we talk about, I have faith, I have faith, but in your mind you're thinking about your salary. Talk to me somebody. In your mind you're thinking about your business that is bringing you income, food, you'll have food, you'll have shelter, whatever. But sometimes God can eliminate those options to see if you really have faith. It's the price of our calling. It's the price of our calling. Sometimes God will eliminate some of the things that we are holding on to stifles in life that we are holding on to to see if we can still have faith. It's the price. Tell your neighbor it's the price. Paul says we labor with our hands but things are not working. We are still homeless. We are beaten. The clothes we are wearing are not very nice clothes. Look, I have been there. Well, you wear clothes, but you just pray that the grace of God may cover you, that people may not see what you're wearing, how it looks. And you have to put your faith in God. You have to trust in God. One time I remember I woke up, I was living alone in the ministry. I didn't have money for food and I was hungry. I put the plate on the table in the fork and I prayed and I said, God, Provide for me today. Let me see what faith is like. And I sat there and I waited. And there was a knock at the door. So I'm telling you sometimes, you will never understand faith if you have abundance. Because when you're talking about faith, you're thinking about that thing that can save you, that job that can save you, the monies that are coming through, through this stream of income and stuff like that. But sometimes when all these options are eliminated, that's when you understand what faith is. Hallelujah. May your faith be stronger. Amen. I say may your faith be stronger. Amen. Even when you're going through lack, stagnation, no provision, no job, may your faith be stronger Amen. in Jesus' name. Number five. The price of your calling is not to retaliate, not to retaliate. He says being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. There are times you just feel like you need to give somebody a piece of your mind. In the name of Jesus. Isn't it? Yeah, there are times you feel like that. You just need to say something. Or you need to just punch some, somebody in the face. And let them know that you can also fight. But Paul here is saying, we are being reviled, but we bless. Instead of reviling back, we bless. We are being persecuted, but we have to endure the persecution. 
We are being defamed, but we entreat. We have been made as the fifth of the world. There was scoring of all things until now, and God has not allowed us to retaliate or to revenge or to get even is the price of our calling. So when you go through these things that Paul went through, it can really shake your stand in God. It can shake your ground upon which you stand. Because it's, it's kind of confusing. It's kind of opposite of what you expect because you serve God, you follow God, you live for God, you tithe, you give offerings, you know, you attend church faithfully. It, it can, can shake your faith. That's why we have to pray that we may stand. That when we see these things, we should know that they are not strange. Paul went through them. Isn't it? Even Jesus went through them. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, when he was on the cross, he went through all these things. The pain, whatever, the shame. He went through all these things. And it looked like God was not answering his prayer. So when we are going through these things, we have to stand because it's the price of our calling. So what do we need for us to stand? I'll give you four things, then we pray quickly. I'll mention, number one, you need strength. You need strength in God. You need to be strong. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We must always ask God for strength when we have to pay the price for our calling. Because our strength is in God, not in our own power or might. Our strength is in God. So when we go through these unexpected results, we're going through all these things that Paul went through, we must always ask for supernatural strength from God to make us stand. Because we have to stand. Having done all things to stand, stand. Amen. Number two is concentration. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Because these things can really throw you off balance. Can shift your focus from God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So he, he is the author of your faith. Even when your faith is shaken, he's still the author. And when we fix our eyes on him, he will become the finisher of our faith. Talk to me, somebody. He will let you know that what you're going through is just for a season. If you can just hold on, he's trying to develop something. It's time to develop, he's trying to develop a quality uh, in your disposition or in your character. And because he started this thing, if you trust him and fix your eyes on him, he will finish it. Praise the Lord. Amen. You will not be homeless forever. Yes. You will not be defamed forever. Talk to me, somebody. Oh, yes. You will not be mocked and laughed at forever. A time is coming that he will finish the story. He began the story and he will finish the story. I see God finishing the story in your life in Jesus' name. The finisher of your faith will show up in the nick of time and finish up the story. Praise the Lord. So don't allow all these contradictions to distract you. One of the things I see Christians do is to backslide because of these things. Yeah. And then they start questioning if God is there or God is not there. When Paul was being stoned, God was there. And he was watching. You understand?
When he was defamed, God was there. When he was beaten, God was there. When he was not well-dressed, God was there. Yeah? But if we fix our eyes on Jesus, he will let us know that whatever he has started, he is going to finish it. Amen. God is the initiator of COT. He will finish this story. And the end of this story will be more beautiful. Your end also will be more beautiful. Hallelujah. For he makes all things beautiful in his time. Number three is endurance. Jesus endured the cross. Paul endured all these mockings and all these unexpected results that he went through, the pain he went through, having nothing, the danger he went through. He endured. You look at Jesus on the cross. The cross was bloody, shameful. He was naked, hung so high, stretched so wide. But he endured it. Hallelujah. We must pray for endurance. We must pray for it. He that endures till the end shall be saved. You have to endure all these things. You have to endure. Look at Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before me, he endured the cross. Hallelujah. Despising the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured. So you must have endurance. Praise the Lord. You must have endurance. Tell your neighbor you must have endurance. You must have some shock absorbers. Glory to God. Oh yes. You have to stay the course. You have to survive the vagaries of life. You have to survive the vicissitudes of life. You have to be strong. You have to endure Bible says, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Because some things don't come in a week's time. Some things will come to you for five years or ten years or even twenty years. You have to wait. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've seen couples who have been married for many years, many, many years without a child. And then one day, boom, the wife becomes pregnant. Endurance. Tell them about endurance. Tell them again, endurance. Number four is hope. Then we pray. Hope is a feeling of expectation. You must keep hope alive. You must look forward to the sunshine. Even when you're going through a storm. Because the sun will shine again. Romans chapter 5. Very powerful verse. Can we read it? Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. The Bible says hope does not disappoint. Even if you are going through disappointment. If you have hope it will not disappoint. Even if you are going through all these different things that Paul faced. Bible says hope does not disappoint. May you have hope in hard times. <laughs> May you have hope in difficult times. May you have hope even when you're homeless. Have hope when you're hungry and thirsty. Have hope when you have no clothes to put on your back. Have hope when your life is in danger because of professing Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Have hope when you're mocked. And you're beaten. Have hope when you're laughed at. Have hope 
when you go through what Paul went through. And those are the four things I want us to pray about tonight. Because all of us, there is a price. There is a price you have to pay for following Jesus. Jesus said, if you cannot deny yourself, you can't follow me. He said, take up your cross. He took his. We must take ours and follow him. Be ready to be laughed at. Be ready to be mocked. Be ready sometimes to go through valley seasons in your life. But you must keep hope alive. That even though I'm in the valley, I will climb the mountain. I'll come out of this valley. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazu Techero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.